Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Dash Lilly and Mita Gurney, co-founders of Three Spirit. Three Spirit is a lineup of functional, healthier, non-alcoholic spirits crafted by plant scientists and bartenders. Each of the three flavors in the Three Spirit portfolio includes a variety of plant-based compounds such as guayasa, Shisandra berry, green tea, cacao, and valerian root, to name a few. Dash has a strong background in beverages and product development with past roles at Grounded Drinks and Cocoa Face. Mita started her career in finance and later held various business development roles before founding NIF.io, a software platform for contracts. Mita, Dash, welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. We're excited to have you today. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, non-elk is is a space that Rachel and I have been discussing across a few other episodes that we're really excited about. We haven't had the opportunity to really have any non-elk companies on yet. So super excited to get Three Spirit on today. Do you mind just maybe talking our listeners through the inception of Three Spirit and where the idea kind of came from? Sure, I can go. Three Spirit, there's three three founders, uh, myself, Nita, and uh, Tatiana, my wife. And so we kind of wanted to create something different is is really the, the the starting point we saw the beginnings of what was going on in this non-alc uh, spirit world and that was definitely led by by seedlet who's the first to market and the biggest player and we all really appreciate alcohol and the complexity that alcohol brings and the history and the the cultural significance of of people's behavior with alcohol and I think that we thought that there could be something quite special if we brought some functional play into this space. Essentially, people don't just drink for flavor. People drink for effect. We think it's really fascinating how people's relationship changes over time with alcohol over you know different decades, but also different times of one's life. So maybe when you start drinking at a young age, you have to learn to to love the taste of alcohol, but probably what you're doing is starting to learn how to harness the effects of alcohol because it can be fun or liberating. Or, you know, you can abuse it as well. But I think that you know, in a nutshell, one of the starting points was like, how do we take this non-alc thing to the next level? We want to focus on creating amazing flavor profiles. We want to focus on quality, but most most of all, can we work with ingredients and plant-based compounds that can do something? And so that's what happened. And it's worth saying that Tati um, comes from the alcohol world. She used to have a, a, a company called Bar Chick. So super connected in the, in the relatively small space that is spirits, cocktails, cocktail culture. So we, we came at it with this kind of alcohol hat on we really wanted to you know champion the the social positives of drinking but leave behind the negatives interesting and you're based in the uk right dash with tatiana whereas Mita's based in the united states is that right yeah that's right i mean just to walk you through a little bit about my background how i came to meet tati and dash we were doing 
some innovation work with Diageo and really opened our eyes towards the rise of both both non-alp and also cannabis, right? Um, And while we didn't do anything product-wise with cannabis, um, uh, you know, and that was our intention not to, we were really excited about the space. Um, That's how I met Tati, as Dash said, who's had a lot of background and experience running a business called Bar Chick, a guide to the best bars in the world as well. And you know, Dash didn't explain about also his uh, background in health and wellness and how I think the natural confluence of both the Tati and Dash's world made a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's a super interesting backstory. And I, I love the fact that you guys kind of have this geographical presence in two continents. I think it makes it really unique from a brand perspective. Do you find Dash and, and Mita, just since you guys have kind of the geographical landscape covered across continents together, do you find the way that consumers kind of perceive non-alcoholic spirits as being different in the U.S. versus the U.K. or Europe, or are kind of the behaviors somewhat aligned? What's interesting is that it's quite rare for a big trend to start in the U.K. and then spread to the U.S., and that definitely what's happened with non-alc. And the opposite is true, which is more traditional, which is what we've seen previously with functional products which the trend generally starts especially in wellness probably on the west coast you know starts in la san fran then comes to new york then hops over the the atlantic and lands in london and then kind of trickles into europe so i think what's what's fascinating for us is we're really excited about being in america because it's like this meeting of two big trends which we feel like we're perfectly placed to take advantage of because it's what our brand and our product range is built on. And so I think that it's much easier to, I think American customers uh, require less education around function. They understand, you know, a product with benefits much more so than a, a traditional UK customer who maybe is more focused on flavor or more focused on a product that can help them, an alcohol replacement tool. Whereas I think, but I think that's changing in the UK. Um, so maybe people are catching up with uh, the idea of, of the trend around biohacking, self-improvement and so on. Uh, Mita, I'm sure you have more to add. You know, we're, we're excited to be here in the US and, and just, you know, I had spent also 12 years in the UK and then moved back to the US. So it's nice to have experience, I think, in both markets. I think that, as you said, the US customer, I think, understands function. And I think that's why we're really excited to be here. Going off of the function element, I think Daniel and I talked to a lot of brands and we're really excited about companies that focus on function and that their main target to the consumer is like what they're giving them. And I think you guys do this really, really well. I would love to kind of talk about your lineup specifically and what is particularly driving the intended effects of each product. So between Livener, Elixir, Nightcap, if you could just kind of talk us through that a little bit. Sure. So yeah, like we try and showcase what we do as a range of products. It's an interesting one because often I'm trying to show people the journey that the three products can take you on rather than focusing on them individually. It's not just like, hey, these are different flavors. You know, they are designed with each other in mind. And so, yeah, let's start at the beginning. So we've kind of got this range of three drinks. 
that can take you, that can enhance your night from start to finish. It's going on a journey. And the way that we do that is we have very occasion-based drinks. They're designed for different drinking occasions, and they have very different formulations. So the Leibner is the perfect kind of drink to begin your evening with because it is, it's fruity, it's fiery, it's uplifting. Let's be honest, it's a pick-me-up. It's designed as a pick-me-up, which is often what you need at the end of a long day. It's often why you turn to, to a gin and tonic or something or a spritz, something that's appropriate for the beginning of the night because it will hopefully change your state of mind, get you in the mood, get you more sociable, get you a bit more chatty, help you you know, reduce stress. And the way that the Leibniz does that is not just by looking fun, having a bright aroma, having quite a vivid color. So it's, it's about how to tap into the senses from the get-go before you even drink the product. How is it positioned? How's the, what does the bottle look like? What does it feel like in your hand? What kind of color palettes do we choose to, to decorate with? And, you know, it's, it's a matte gray bottle, but with a hot neon pink print. So it's, it tells you, it's got a little warning sign there. And the ingredients are designed to energize, stimulate, and that's led by things like guayusa, which you guys probably know, but not many people in the UK know about it, um, which is this wonderful Ecuadorian holly plant, which is naturally caffeinated, close relative of yerba mate. And it's got this wonderful clean taste, really nice buzz from natural caffeine. It's also got lots of polyphenols in it. It's, it's essentially got this nice sustainable buzz without a hard crash. It also has a nice story. It's grown under the forest canopy in the in the rainforest. It doesn't harm the the environment. It's it's a cash crop for indigenous peoples. It's it's a great plant and a great product. And then on top of that, we use a, a green tea extract called L-theanine, which helps with focus. It takes the edge off caffeine. So it creates this, ca- this entourage effect with caffeine and L-theanine creates a bit more of a euphoric buzz. Um, we also use Shisandra berries, which are these mad and wonderful, tasty Siberian berries that taste of everything. They're, they're known as the five flavor berry because they are salty, savory, sweet, sour, and bitter simultaneously. They were used by Russian fighter pilots in the Cold War to, to keep them awake and on point during missions. They've been used by Olympian athletes as a performance enhancer. So full of great stories, but there's also a lot of scientific research to back it up. We do a lot of our own scientific research, which maybe we can get to later. So the Liven is packed full of these stimulating botanicals. Now, if we move to Social Elixir, which is you know the, the, the middle of your journey, um, it's all about mood enhancement and stress relief. So the Leibniz is all about stimulation and the, the social elixir, mood enhancement, stress relief. And we do that by ingredients such as lion's mane mushroom, really good for the brain. We do that with a high-grade cacao extract that's high in theobromine, which theobromine is, is one of the major compounds in, in chocolate or cacao that is responsible for lifting mood. I recommend anyone to get into drinking large doses of cacao. It really is amazing. And there's, again, we have L-theanine because L-theanine is this wonderful compound that kind of is always welcome. It helps you calm, helps you get in the zone. 
But then we've also got adaptogens in there, which are, you know, helping to regulate your stress levels. So things like passion flower, things like Tulsi. And, you know, the way that that product wants to be used is you, you mix it with ginger ale, you can drink it long, you could drink it short, you could drink it all night long. You, there's never a bad time for social elixir, you know. And then coming to the end of your night, end of the journey, you've got nightcap, which, as the name suggests, it's designed to be that kind of last drink of the evening. You've had a good party, you've had a good meal, you've had a good session. Maybe it's time for one last drink whilst finishing your, your conversation or on your own. And that's full of relaxing, uh, relaxing plants. So it's smooth, it's silky, you drink it just on the rocks, very easy to serve. But it's got things like lemon balm, valerian, and hops, which are all really effective relaxants. You know, when we designed the product, we really focused on it being just absolutely delicious and relaxing. And then once it was out there in the real world, we started getting so much feedback about how it was helping people sleep. And it's changed the way that we talk about the product in some ways, because it has become a genuine sleep aid to, to loads of our customers, which is really cool. It's such a fully functional product line, whether we're talking about you know, clean energy or clean relaxation, you know, never having to wake up feeling any dosage of like hangover symptoms. To me, man, you, you're just like an artist. The way that you are putting together these, these plant botanicals and these antioxidant rich ingredients, it's, it's one of a kind. And I've tried, you know, all three of the products, as you know, and, and just love it. And I think hopefully just like the way you describe the product really educates our listeners because I do think I talk to a lot of people who just don't necessarily understand like what's so appealing and you know great in terms of non-alcoholic spirits and what they can offer. And I think that that you orchestrate it so well. So so thanks for enriching us on on kind of the the liquid profiles. I think what's so interesting about Three Spirit versus so many other non-ALK players and people even coming into this space is the function element and kind of what you just laid out of this literal like journey that you take your customer on that is the same as if someone was going to like buy Gatorade or Noon or like a hydro, you know, they're going to achieve something. And the same way that someone goes to get like a nice Bordeaux because they're having like a rich Italian meal or whatever that might be, like people can fulfill that same need in the non-alk space. And kind of going off of that, I did want to talk a little bit about how you see Three Spirit playing in the alk space as like a player on the table or is this only for someone that doesn't want to consume any alcohol or is this really targeted for someone when they want to achieve one of these specific feelings? Like how do you kind of see it playing just the overarching space in general? I would love three spirit drinks to be just thought of as amazing ingredients. You know, they are like really cool liquids that are unique that can be used in a, in a, in a large variety of ways. They do mix very well with alcohol. If that's, if you're that way inclined and they can bring something new to the table because, you know, a lot of the functionals in, in, in three spirit are not readily available to, to the bartender or to, to you at home. But in terms of, you know, like making sure that we are 
uh, not confusing people. You know, yeah, we, we don't try and promote them aggressively as, hey, you should be mixing this with vodka. No, definitely not. We do develop cocktail serves all the time. We love being creative and we work with world-class bartenders. And so we're always creating new serves. And sometimes we microdose them with, with alcohol or we create a serve with or without. Because I personally find it really interesting. The low, the low alcohol space is really interesting. I think it's taken, it hasn't taken off as much as I thought it might. And that's probably because it's a bit confusing. People are either looking to drink or they're not. Uh, well, for me personally, I like to, a more augmented approach, you know, everything in moderation. And if I can enhance the flavor and pleasure of something, of an experience with five mils of, of uh, peat heavy whiskey, then that's a great option. But I think when talking to a large customer base and thinking about the content that we make and the marketing, yeah, we have to be a bit careful with how we position the product. And I love, I like the idea of getting the product into creative people's hands and seeing what they do. There are no rules, you know. And I find it funny that there are some non-alc spirit brands that leverage tradition and, you know, heritage, which I find quite funny because it's an absolute new open space. And, you know, with, with traditional distillation and so on, there are traditions and rules. Um, but with non-alc, I find it very liberating that, that there aren't any rules. And that allows you to innovate in a really special way. Yeah, I just want to add that, like, you know, we've done some surveys of our customers and a large percentage of our customers are actually drinkers, right? And so, you know, as Dash said, I think that it's important to be, you know, clear in our marketing and our communication to customers what our products are traditionally served with, but, you know, understanding that everyone can make their own choices. Yeah, 100%. I will say, I mean, I, I, I mentioned that I've tried the product earlier. I, I tried Livener quite a bit over the last few months. And just in terms of efficacy, it is really legitimate. I've seen so many players in the beverage space kind of promise function uh, and kind of fall short, in my opinion. And this is really a product where you'll notice the efficacy highly guaranteed. And I think what's also exciting is the occasion that this kind of product can play into is so wide compared to traditional alcohol. And I feel, you know, as someone who, who spent quite a bit of time at, at AB InBev in the alcohol space, you know, alcohol is really an occasion-based game. It's about kind of the brand and the product and what occasion you're going to enjoy the product in. And this is, I mean, I'll give you an example. I one time was having Livener, you know, about an hour before the gym on a few calls and came to the gym and felt like this, this great rush of energy. And it's like crazy to think that I would be enjoying a spirit kind of before a workout, but that's the beauty of really recreating a, a liquid that, that kind of works for that kind of occasion compared to, you know, classic alcohol. I think also would love to shift just kind of to what the future of the portfolio might look like. Is this obviously the name is three spirit and, and you'd kind of went into that earlier is there more kind of ideas in the pipeline that you guys are exploring beyond kind of the three offerings that, that you guys have right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm deep in, in it right now. So we, we're always trying to create new stuff. Um, but the next thing that we're trying to achieve is we've created a concept of 
a trio of alt wines. So they are not non-alcoholic wines in the traditional sense. But, you know, just like Three Spirit, our current range, we, we you know, re, redefine what the product can be, I'd like to think. You know, we're not trying to imitate an existing liquid as such, but we do want to respect the traditional drinking occasions, as you just mentioned. So we are making functional alt wines that will look fairly traditional, but be anything but once you pop the cork and pour. It's, it's fascinating because personally, I've been hugely disappointed with what I've seen in the non-alc wine space. But because of the non-alc boom, we're seeing more and more dealkalized wines hit the market. And let's be honest, wine is one of the most mainstream drinks globally. And I find it sad that there, there's so many people drinking some very, very bad liquids. And I feel like we can do a lot better. And so, yeah, I mean, in short, we're developing three wines, a, a sparkling rosé, a white and a red, but they are made from all kinds of wonderful plants. And the chat I mean, is hugely challenging. It's not a surprise that there's lots of bad products out there. It's difficult. But we have spent months basically reverse engineering and, and identifying a lot of the compounds in wines that are responsible for mouthfeel flavor profile. And we have been finding creative sources to replicate some of those amazing sensations. And that could be the tannins, or it could be the nanoproteins, which are found in wine that I didn't know existed until I started this project. But there's so much complexity, obviously, that's created through fermentation that you lose with non-alc or with removing alcohol from a liquid. Uh, I, I liken it to like, you know, you spend all this time and love creating a beautiful thing. Sunshine ripens the grapes and then you use the magic of yeast to ferment the sugars into alcohol and creates all of this wonderful flavor. And then you just strip out all of the alcohol and you remove the soul of the liquid. And then you put it in a bottle and you replace the lost alcohol with extra sugar and you, you put it on someone's shelf. So we're trying to create a range of drinks that can deliver on flavor, mouthfeel, complexity. And of course, they are all functional. They will have similar but different effects to our current range. But um, still, you know, the, the sparkling rosé will be uplifting because again, it's all about occasion and celebration and socializing. And the red, for instance, will be more about relaxation and indulgement. So that's something that we're deep in work with. A bit further down the line, we're also interested in, in RTDs and cans, although the wine range for us is a premium RTD. It's ready to drink. And so next time we speak, I'll be able to tell you more. Let's put it that way. We love that. It's so exciting and really excited to try those. We want to transition to a part of the show where what we like to call rapid fire. So we're going to throw some questions at you guys, super random. Give us whatever you first comes to mind. Um, if you guys want to alternate or whatever works best, or you can each answer the questions. Your favorite cocktail. Me too, you go. Spicy margaritas. Uh, mezcal old fashioned. Very good. Dogs or cats? Dogs. 
Dogs. UK or New York? <laughs> well, I'm going to say New York now. <laughs> Given I'm going to say here. London. I'm going to yeah. say London. Yeah. Right. Man U or Man City? Can we can we say some alternate soccer teams? Yes, because favorite, soccer team. <laughs> favorite soccer team. Favorite soccer team. Arsenal. <laughs> Spurs. Yeah. Spurs. We're, we're rivals. Me and Nita are rivals. Yeah, we're rivals. Exactly. One of us is at the top of the league and one of us is at the bottom of the league right now. Well. <laughs> touche, touche. It's early. It's early. It's early. Yeah. yeah, this is true. Favorite way to enjoy three spirit? Oh, that's a tough one. I actually really love Nightcap on the Rocks before bed. Um, uh, but, you know, I've made some amazing drinks with Nightcap, like Nightcap Sours and the Zen Penicillin. Um, uh, which some people are just like absolutely wowed by when I make them. It takes a lot more work and planning between like some of the other prep involved, but I mean, they're just really, really, really delicious drinks. I was also going to say nightcap. That's the favorite way to enjoy three spirit nightcap. Cool. Biggest challenge you felt as an entrepreneur. I can go. go. Look, I think, Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. No, 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 you go. You froze for a second, but you go. Oh, I think that like there are different challenges along the way, you know, and I think the initial bit was is trust, right? Like you have to trust that anybody you bring on um, or that you're working with um, probably knows something that you don't know, right? And you have to learn to let go of the spaces that you actually don't know more about, um, right? And and the same thing goes like you know the other way around. So I think that that's incredibly valuable and powerful and you know, sometimes difficult to swallow, right? Because everyone's got very strong opinions when they're an entrepreneur and it's just learning to trust and 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 maybe in our case, divide and conquer. For me, uh, I think it's about team, but especially like your your co-founders. It, it, it really is, for me personally, it's, it's the key to being super powered, supercharged, motivated. Like I wouldn't want to go on the journey alone. There's some people that I think are much better placed at doing that. But for me, it's it's like finding the right people to do it with. Great answer. We're in a transition here to kind of the last question that we ask everyone on on our podcast, which is basically what does it mean to you to subscribe to wellness? And so what we're really asking and getting at is what are some habits that you kind of focus on on a daily basis to ensure that you're living a healthy life while trying to, you know, manage a demanding business? So there's a lot of different things um, that I've, one, been experimenting with and and that I take on at different parts. You know, I started meditation this past year in the mornings. You know, my husband and I, we try to like work out a few days a week and also like not drink and, and make sure we get like a really good night of sleep. I've also been reading this amazing book, called breathe or breath. Um, And it's like basically educating, re-educating a lot of like misconsumptions around breathing and actually how we should be breathing um, in order to be healthier. And so I'm really loving that at the moment for now. That's me. It's a good question. And it's lots of things for me. I think it's, and there's good days and bad days. (laughs) And it's all to do with like managing stress right, which creeps up on you and affects your behavior and decision-making and mood. And For me, like the quick hacks, as it were, is I love cold water. 
I love a cold shower. I love swimming in cold water. I might go for a swim in a pond after this podcast uh, to enjoy the last sunny day in London this year. That makes me feel amazing. There's few things that can make me feel as good and it's so easy and readily available to anyone. I think trying to control my caffeine habit, by which I kind of specifically mean coffee, because I love coffee. <laughs> but sometimes I need to take a break and cacao has been this amazing thing for me where I build it into my routine and it helps me get the best out of myself, especially after exercise. So the things that make me most happy are probably exercise. I play a lot of football, soccer. And if I'm not able to do that, I can get a bit stressed out. And so it just shows how physiologically how important it is to my well-being. I mean, it's just massive. And then, you know, when you're at work and stress, taking the time to just go for a walk, just forget about it, you know, go and find something else to be interested in, whether it's some random guy on the street or some, you know, shop that you didn't know existed, just to like not be scared to get away. I think it's tricky. I find it important to not work all night long. I find that possible, however, because my partner, my wife and co-founder likes to work all night long, which can sometimes piss me off, but it's actually beneficial to me. So, you know, it goes both ways. But those are some, some key wellness requirements, I think, for myself. Those are both great. Thank you guys for sharing that. Where can our listeners learn more about Three Spirit? A good place to start is at threespiritdrinks.com. Lots of, you know, that's the best place to be introduced to what we are all about, what we do, our products, content. We also have a, a content platform called Beyond Alcohol, which you'll be able to get to via Three Spirit. And that's where we go a bit deeper into the weird and wonderful things that we find interesting, other people, products, experiences that we think are worth learning about or exploring further. Mita? Yeah, I mean, I echo that. You know, there's, we have, you know, Instagram, we're starting to be on TikTok as well. But uh, I think the website's probably the best place to go. Yeah, check out TikTok for some wonderful customers of ours telling you about Three Spirit. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to order some Three Spirit, use our 15% off custom promo code SUB23SPIRIT. That's S-U-B-T-O-T-H-R-E-E-S-P-I-R-I-T, SUB23SPIRIT. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of the week filled with wellness and we'll see you next time.